Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Rick and Morty, which we'll be getting into today. I'm Dylan Heisen, and welcome to our final panel of the season for Season 3 of Rick and Morty. This time, we'll be getting into the Season 3 finale, of course, the Richturian Morty date. Uh, A lot to get into with this episode. This is our panel discussion where, uh, as you guys must know at this point, our 10th panel, or 9th, or I don't know, um, where we, uh, I, our panelists will be- Dylan intru- is good at counting. We had like one in the break, I think it's 10, um, where uh, our panelists, who I'll introduce in a second, um, answer questions about the latest episode of Rick and Morty every week, and they'll be graded on their answers on the basis of correctness, originality, and reasoning. Um, remembered all three, finally. So um, check us out, overlyanimated.com, and make sure to subscribe to our Rick and Morty iTunes feed, Rick and Morty Overly Animated. Search for that on whatever app you use and you'll be good there. We will be continuing Rick and Morty podcast for a little bit, at least into the off season. Um, I'll get more into that later, but just make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of it and then you don't have to worry. So uh, check out our recap podcast um, earlier in the week on the Rick Cherry and Morty date. Um, highly controversial reactions already, and uh, that's great. Um, but I will say, as we get into the beginning of this panel here, I am in particular looking for divergent opinions than the ones expressed on the recap. So I uh, might get bonus points there. Um, so uh, let's bring in each of our panelists. Um, no specific introduction, but they'll, sell, they'll say hi and then answer our first question, which is, what is your grade for this episode, the season three finale, on a scale of A to F according to your rating system? Um, so let's start off with John McKenna. Hi, everybody. And I'm going to give this one a C. And I'm as, and, I, and I'm kind of disappointed, actually, because this was the season finale of such a fantastic season. And it ended with what is it ended with a very hollow thud. Having said that, there were a lot of positive. Uh, the the fact that you had Rick and Morty coming in to help the president, help the president and basically just showing off how great and pow- how great and powerful they are even morty and the president getting more and more frustrated had this great sort of cartoon sort of cartoony laid-back quality to it that was very enjoyable and it was hilarious uh the story with beth was not as successful i thought because you had beth constantly trying to figure out if she was a clone or not and apparently it was solved when jerry kissed her which Sure, I mean, I didn't. Sure, I didn't mind that personally, but at the same time, it's it's it kind of teased that we were gonna find out, and yet still, we never actually found out. I was happy with not finding out because I don't think the show was gonna reveal it anyway. But it was just a bit of a hollow tease. And then the fact that they're gonna try to reset back to season one. Listen, guys, you can't do that. You can't you can't wipe the board clean in the beginning of the season and then wipe it clean again at the end. It just doesn't work. Uh, you can't unring a bell. You can't take you can't take out food from a gator's mouth. Uh, it's an okay, it's an okay okay episode. I wish I had I wish more. I wish there was more from a season finale, especially when they set the bar so high. So it's a C. Okay, very reasonable take there from John. Uh, let's bring in uh, Andy Potter here. Andy, what's your grade for this episode? Hey, Dylan, and welcome uh, back. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. I've been gone for a little bit, um, but uh, this episode. This, this episode for me is a D, but I think this is important. This, this is like a really important thing to go over because the beginning of this episode, the first like 17 or so minutes is a solid B. Like if it, if it continued momentum, I'd probably give this episode like a B, maybe even a B plus if the ending was good. But then we get these last five minutes that are really 
really just not good or interesting or just really just frustrating in a lot of ways. And there is the argument of how you can separate those two things and say, hey, I had a really good time at the beginning. But there's a point where you have to do, you have to look at an episode and be like, this is a whole thing. This is a unit of in- entertainment. And if the whole thing does not stand up, you need to you need to just say this doesn't stand up. It didn't stand up for me. It didn't stand up for a lot of people in the fandom. I'm not as like crazy like mad about it as other people at least for like the quality problems. But what I am upset with is there's a lot of just out of character moments here. And maybe I'll get into it a little more later when we get stuff because I'll get there's too many examples I think in this episode, but the main one for me is Morty. It just seems like a lot of things Morty does at the end of this episode are just completely random, as well as the stuff that um um that that Jer- the Jerry and Beth stuff was just really not interesting or good to me. But the real offense is just Morty being really way out of character at the end. It just doesn't seem like something Morty would do at this point in the show. So that's why I gave this episode a D. Okay, reasonable take there from Andy. Andy says, not as mad about it as some people, uh, not calling out me, Delaney, and Michelle, but he was, so... Um, I was more calling out the fandom because I think you guys gave fair reasoning. I think the we were the most. The fandom, I think we were the most upset about the episode out of anyone well, I saw. I don't know. I there were some people in the fandom who were like burning, like quote unquote, burning down like stuff in the comments. Like they were really, really mad. Okay, yeah. You guys at least gave reasons. Yeah. For well, why of course, we always we always give uh, reason takes here. Um, yeah. And you know, th- sometimes Rick and Morty for Rick and Morty fandom in some places not the most reasonable. Also, we should say um, Andy returning from his uh, five week ban from the podcast um, after I relegated him to the to the minor uh, panel um, after he performed too poorly for several weeks in a row. He got uh, re- relegated Premier League style and he did win the last uh, minor panel and now he's back here. He made his way back up to the major league. So congrats on that. Andy. Are you I'll just say thank you and let this go. <laughs> okay, good. Good. That was... You can call it self-imposed exile. Because... <laughs> no, I imposed the exile. It was me. That's what I'm claiming. Uh, it, was, it was all calculated. Okay, let's uh, let's uh, bring in our next panelist here. Britt Griffin. Britt, what's your grade for this episode? I give it a B minus. Like, the first half of the episode could have been anywhere in this season. Like, it was very funny. I shipped the president and... Um, yeah, who are Rick, you? Okay. myself. Oh, okay. I think Rick. they're. Okay. I think the president is definitely in love with him. I think that is very solid. Morty didn't do a whole lot. The family. There are some funny jokes. I think Beth's definitely a clone. Like watching this episode with that in mind, a lot of the characterization made like more sense. Uh, Morty running away at the end did feel like a little bit of a revert, but it also goes back to something I thought before that he would just like keep his feelings about it inside. And ultimately want his parents to get back together. But it did feel like the last five minutes were what they wanted to spend the original. I want to say the original. But they wanted to spend the finale on before they realized they weren't going to get the same number of episodes. Mm-hmm. So, But I did think it was funny. And I do give them some points for that. So that's why I gave them a B and not a C. Or a B minus and not a C. Okay. 
Uh, that's that's a reason we'll take funny. So it gets a B minus from Brit. Yeah, before the podcast, you were trying to get into um, who you were shipping the president with, and I cut you off. But apparently, it's Rick. So okay, interesting. Yeah, um, they're definitely in love. <laughs> uh, okay, I don't know if I read the episode like that, but um, in- they're both power hungry. Yeah, he stared off into the distance while listening to a love song. I think that's pretty. Definitive. Okay, he did. Yeah, that is, that's true. I don't know. Rick didn't even pants. Why else? Yeah. <laughs> Because they both like to swing their dick around. Yeah, that's true. That was that oh, was yeah. that was maybe together. Oh, at the same okay. time, getting a little have fun, fight. 4chan. Yeah, I, I, yeah, exactly. We already know that. <laughs> I didn't. We already know that Rick is the top, so I guess president. We, just don't, do, do, wait, how, wait. Why do we wait? Hold on, Brit. You have a chance. <laughs> Brit, hold on. You have a chance to earn bonus points here. How do we already know that? Because we saw him do it with Jerry in that one episode during the psychedelic scene. No, they kept really flipping around. Conspiracy. They kept rolling. No, 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 no. There was a part where Jerry was definitely on the bottom and Rick was definitely on top. I mean, you're, yeah. But that, but that's unity. Jerry's. Jerry's always going to be a bottom in any sort of relationship. Yeah. I think that, yeah. Is he? Is he? Is he? He wanted yeah. some of that sweet yeah. chicken. What about with, uh, <laughs> yeah, what about with Sleepy Gary? Uh, <laughs> or a poopy nope. butthole. Uh, what? No, that's, uh, that's Morty, right? Um, but, okay. It is Morty, but I yeah, thought there was a scene 40. where they did it together too. Never no, mind. I don't think so. Um, okay. I don't, I don't know where to go with that, but yeah, Rick was the predator <laughs> and Jerry was the prey in the psychedelic. That was reason, that was reasonable, a reasonable take. Okay. Um, anyway. Plus the president just seems to me like somebody who likes it on the bottom. He wants to be on the bottom. Okay. He wants- you know how like, Really angry. <laughs> this is- I guess this is an already podcast we've talked about. You know how like in porn when like the really like powerful, angry, like top or dom person like gets shoved on the bottom and they like it? It's kinda like that. Okay. Uh I've never seen porn <laughs> in my life, so I cannot comment. Uh yeah, sure. Okay. Um so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's what you have that. to claim on the on the public record, sure. Um but uh okay, we're already off the rails here ten minutes in. Good yeah. congrats, Brad. Don't you people hang out on Reddit? Like it's kinda like hard to miss. Is, is, I don't, is that being discussed? I don't think the Reddit's writing their uh, oh, it's impossible. Yowie slash like, fix are they well, during the oh yeah oh yeah. Well, they're they're too busy shit posting about season four already. So. Well, duh, like that's obvious. Yeah, that's good. why would you shit post about season four? Oh, when you it's can already, write it's, Yowie fan fiction. Yeah, well, they just have their titties all in the wrong uh, knot. <laughs> Look, what? Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, it should be pointed out. Brit has wine, um, for the record. So that I've makes- had like <laughs> three sips of like. Well, it's working. Really shitty Cabernet. Okay, half an hour in. Already, already good. Than- yeah, we're only ten <laughs> minutes in. Brit, pace yourself. Okay, let's before let me, we'll come back to this very important. I didn't think. Brit, I didn't. Think- Brit is over twenty-one. Let's all keep that in mind. Yeah, Kids, everyone, not I, I, I am twenty-four. Everyone's over twenty-one. Yeah. Um. We. Uh, John's really trying to keep his clean image going. Here. It's not. It's we're not buying it. But um, <laughs> it's, I'm not clean. I, I am not clean. I watch Rick and Morty. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yes. They pixel everything good out. So man. Okay. Um, <laughs> interesting. Look, I was worried this panel would be too negative on the episode, but I'm glad we're introducing <laughs> some levity here. Uh, I think uh, we'll we'll see if the if the people like this. Let's continue though. We'll we'll, we'll come back to this very important Yowie slash fic uh, topic as as we go on. Very vital part of the episode. Alex Bonilla, you haven't even answered the first question yet. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I've I've already forgotten what I was going to say after getting my mind distracted by all this sexual deviance. But uh, <laughs> what's wrong um, with sexual? What's wrong? Never mind. Just continue. It's, it's 
that's fine. It's just well, there wasn't much of it in this episode, so it felt a bit off. But anyways, um, I, I and for context, I gave Vindicators three, which is my least favorite of the season, a D plus. So this one ended up at around a C minus. I I think it suffers a lot of the same problems we discussed last week with the ABCs of Beth, where it starts out very goofy and uh, all. But then they want to try sneaking in serious themes at the end of the episode and they handle it in such an ambiguous way that it just leaves a sour taste in your mouth. And in, in both episodes, this happened two in a row. So that's like the whole argument that this is like p- just part of finalifying the thing. Uh, I don't totally buy in just because the fact that this is this has happened two episodes in a row, unless like by, by ABC's of Beth, they were already getting into this issue. But also for, from a hu- from a humor sense, I feel like the entire B plot of Beth, uh, like thinking she's a clone, all like it, it dragged a lot in in several parts, and especially the last five minutes, there were barely any laughs to be had, and that's what I go to Rick and Morty the most for uh, humor. Whereas the the A plot with the president and Rick, like it's very goofy, like the beginning of ABCs of Beth, and gives you a lot of lines, especially from from President Keith David, who I loved in this episode. So it it. It all evens out to be being just a mediocre episode. Okay. Um. Yeah. But okay. So, w- are you claiming that the last five minutes of the episode, it, we can exclude the stinger, was what they were going to do anyway? Because, like, of course they finalified it. Because this is you, you. Unless you think that this was how episode ten of the fourteen episode season was going to end. Well, I just mean that episode nine suffered the same issues. So I feel like it's not exclusive to the uh, to the finalifying. It just feels so like you're saying a way the of- problems aren't on the finalifying of the ending no like, I like, part disagree. of it is part of, i feel like the entirety of, it, yes. of abc's of beth was leading up to that conclusion by revisiting yeah. her childhood right, and her vision of herself but I, I mean more the leaving ambiguous parts and like uh, that while while okay. it is thought thought provoking it's not entertaining like it, it the there's a there's a line that you have to walk there obviously would you like have being preferred a smart and being just a uh drama but like rick and morty isn't uh, drama doesn't focus on these serious themes it has to do comedy as well and it just it, it didn't work on either either side i like it when they do drama i wish they would do drama and comedy in balance so like i like that they do dramatic things otherwise the show gets boring because it's very repetitive right yeah, but just, it's, it's, just do comedy um that aside would you have preferred they had ended it last episode like that would be the final episode was the abc i guess Beth? Th- thinking or? in hindsight it almost feels like a better finale yeah <laughs> like if, if this was the alternative then yeah like th- that honestly would have like i had switched them around and just cut out the best part yeah. at the end of this episode but, done something else right but i don't want to focus too much on the finale fine, but because just like on in a general sense just this episode had moments that were funny and moments that dragged and it just wasn't very consistent to it, it it just leads up to to the ending, and so okay. all in all, it just no, ends up yeah, being no, not- no, yeah, that's um, yeah, th- th- that's pretty accurate. Like when Dan Harmon said they had to finalify it, you could see how it was finalified. It probably it was a good episode in the beginning, and then it kind of it, they kind of it kind of Neil Gaiman'd itself. It fell off toward the end and sort of rushed everything together. Okay, I don't I enjoy. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that reference. That's not gonna. That's not gonna land with me in digging Neil Gaiman. But um, it's uh. No, I. I love Neil Gaiman. Yeah, I Neil love his work great. too. It just I always get bothered by how he ends. Okay, okay, we're not gonna get into it. Okay, so Alex, Alex, claiming, Alex, claiming that with Ocean at the end of the lane. Okay, okay, okay. Or... Reel it in slightly. Okay, let's uh, we, we have a lot of people here. Never mind. Yeah, we have a lot of people. Um, Alex, uh, yeah. So Alex claiming that um, the finale fighting wasn't the problem. Mean 
me and uh, Michelle and Delaney may be claiming that that was a huge problem with the episode. Re- decent take. Okay. Um, so, I, I mean, I definitely disagree that the ambiguity is the issue. Like, I think the ABCs of Beth ambiguity was excellent, and that episode stands alone very well. Um, like, if you can go anywhere with that. And I think the ambiguity at the end of this episode is a lot worse, but that's just my take. Okay. Um, so, grading. <laughs> uh, I'm glad we only have six questions here because it's already too long. But um, John gets a five. That was a very good answer. Andy and Alex get uh, fours, solid answers. And then Britt gets a five plus three bonus points for her nonsense already. So, um <laughs> I don't want to encourage the constant uh, interruption, but the the slash fix stuff was very good. So we're gonna we're gonna, okay. we're gonna encourage that. Okay, um, Britt Brit with the strong lead here already. Um, and I think I think I told her at some point to justify it, and I, th- I thought that was successful. Whatever. Uh, my grading's my grading's great. Okay. Next question: What is the funniest line of the episode? Maybe you guys have the hang of this question by now. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> well, nope. Maybe you guys love satisfactory answers. Any line, it's a, another funny episode. You know, any, despite any problems with the ending, I definitely claim that it's very funny. A lot of to choose from. Andy, what you got? Oh, man. I'm looking at my list because I, I picked out three lines. Andy, here. come on. And pick, you have your first choice. You can pick your first choice. Come on. But the problem is my first choice. Is Andy, break can, the say, say the line. Different. Say the line. Okay, it's it's when it's when someone it's it's right um, after the guy touches Rick and he just dies and he go and the president asks, okay, what was that? And Rick just says, death. What kind? Instant. Like it's just just like just 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 the just how concise Rick is with this. It's just like you just saw it happen. He just dropped to the floor. He's dead. It's it's instant death. I don't know how much more you want here. And it's just like. Just this whole, like, I love these kind of deadpan things. I just really like these kind of lines just because, I don't know, it just really exemplifies Rick and it really just shows how little everyone else in the world really understands how he works because he, he's pretty upfront when, he's, when he makes threats. And I don't think most of these, almost never do they believe him in episodes like this. And I just found this line really, really funny. Okay, uh, that's Andy's choice for best line. Britt, what you got? The casualties will be in the... Brazilian. Aww. Aww. Pa- okay. Pa- pun, a pun is a bold choice for best line. <laughs> I enjoy puns. Okay. Is there something wrong with puns? I laughed really hard. Okay. Yeah. Rick thought it was funny. Yeah, I, I love how he tried to explain it afterwards. Like, like but yeah, because you're Brazilians, get it? Like, it's like even if you do a pun, you feel the need to explain what it, the joke is. Yeah. Okay, it's a threat. It's uh, a threat. It's a pun. Nobody understands me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's exactly how. Yeah, it, was. it was a good sequence. Yeah, definitely. Okay, uh, interesting choice there, Alex. Line of the episode. Tell him Rick and Morty just blew off America. Cut to intro. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like it's not nice. Nice way to enter the episode. Just setting up very quickly the what what the conflict is going to be, and the delivery is very serious, and it's just an absurd line that these two people are just gave the middle finger to the entire country so yeah i enjoyed that. okay and that's the guy that died just from touching rick so tying it all together that was him rip <laughs> rip uh rip. okay john bring us home what's the funniest line of the episode uh oh i got pubes commander queef uh that part for me was just so hilarious because i was thinking because what i was thinking back when i was when i heard that and watched it on the second go around it's like season one Morty would have been mortified if Rick had said that line to the president of the United States. Season three Morty is just fine just 
letting it rip right to the present. And I just loved that. Uh, it's just, uh, I, Morty has been great all season long. And the fact that he was able to just tell off the president like that. Yeah. It's, it's something a 14 year old would say, cause he thinks it sounds cool, but the, but it was still great. Just the way he, the del- way he delivered it when he was berating the president for being just a civil servant and how he's technically his boss. So I thought that was just a, it was a funny line. It was a great Morty moment. Okay. Um, great Morty moment. Yeah. Not a lot this episode. So that did stand out. Uh, if there's one thing I've learned from these 10 panels, guys, it's that our senses of humor are very different because once again, I did not like these choices for best line. <laughs> really any of them. I didn't really like any, I think you guys didn't even hit any of the top 10 lines of the episode once again. So we'll go through, let's go through them individually. So Andy, that was more of a gag and you didn't really cite one line. You cited a dialogue sequence, which I think you knew that I was going to criticize the best, but it was, but Dylan, the better line, was... the better line is what Rick says before it. I guarantee you're going to die. If you touch me and there's no afterlife, everything just goes black. That's like a one sentence quotable line. Very funny. I agree. What Rick says after that is funny too, but um, you know, it's, I don't know. It was okay. Three points. Um, Brit, the pun I, I admire picking the thing you laughed at hardest, but two points for a pun. I mean, come on. Alex picked the best one somehow, and it wasn't even that funny. That was just a very good line <laughs> in the context of the episode, so four points for him. And then John, um, you know, I I don't know. I didn't, fi- I didn't find that one of the best lines of the episode, but it was a one-sentence thing, and there's a Morty line, and there weren't that many. Three points. Okay, so... Okay, I can't wait to hear your options. I, again, I said them on the recap podcast. We can go through all of them. Anything, anything involving Minecraft, which you guys have not, maybe you'll get into that in gag, which would be a good choice. But, um, this Kennedy sex tunnels line, Lincoln, he didn't free them all. That's a great one. Um, uh, I, when did I, I sign I the bill that, that the... Ghostbusters aren't cool anymore? Um, we're just going through here again. Uh, the, uh, the, the mine all the minecraft stuff um the pirates stand down he's not a fighter pirates oh run. The pirates aren't a- it's not a line okay true so hopefully you guys will pick that in gag um you know there's there's a lot here okay so uh but interesting choices um no one ever comments on whether they agree with my line choices or they agree with yours so i don't know but uh let's move on i think we're gonna as always part two of that is the gag question so we'll see what you guys pick for that but before that what is your mvp of the episode which character and there aren't a lot of choices this episode, I would say. So this is one, I, and I would ask that you each not pick what the person before you picked. Um, at uh, Alex, oh, that's gonna be so hard Alex. for the last person. But yeah, there aren't a lot of choice, good choices here. So Britt, you're starting us off here. Who's the MVP? The Prister President. Yes, and his cute little butt cheeks, and how <laughs> in love with um, Ricky is, and how he is like, "There's pants in the Pentagon. It's in my contract." Does he keep pants everywhere the important that he goes, <laughs> just in case? Is there a Pacific person that carries around the pants? I don't know. But he was like, there's cancer? I'll take it. He just... He's got balls, man. He puts his money where his mouth is. <laughs> and he, like, gets in a literal fist fight with Rick, and he has Poseidon trapped somewhere, and yep. he's like, you must submit to me! And he also has a god complex, and if him and Rick get together, they will have a biracial... <laughs> Yeah, we <laughs> of America. It'll be very patriotic and very God complexy, and it'll just be great. Brit, have you? He's my favorite. Have you written the fan? And I liked yet? it when he got shrunk. He got a voice, and I'm like, that's what my life is like. Brit, Brit relating to Keith David president. Okay, um, yeah. I, just, I, I please try to relate every answer back to the Rick ex president. That'll be successful. But um, yeah, Brit taking the best choice off the brute force first. Uh, Keith David president. Alex, uh, what, who's your MVP? 
Well, second off the board has to be Rick, right? Because uh, he is a strong part of this episode. Uh, very ruthless in killing off uh, all the president's men. Uh, engaging in, I think, an, enter- an entertaining fight with the president. Like, a little more entertaining than the one in Rest and Relaxation, I want to say. Just because of how wacky all their stuff is. And also at the end, just like the fact he, he turns into fly fishing Rick, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> and like the idea that he t- takes the time to like fix things while his family is falling apart in his eyes on the side. And then just that ending shot of just him seething, like it, it, it mirrors, I guess, the reaction of a lot of people who watch this episode probably. <laughs> but, but like all, all, Rick was a solid from beginning to end in terms of jokes and in terms of uh, just how he acted around everything. Yes. Okay, good. I agree. Second off the board, that is the second MVP. But what will John and Andy say? John, uh, you're up. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go one step further. MVP of the episode and MVP of the season, Morty. Because <laughs> this was the perfect culmination of Morty as Morty's growth arc in the season was in this episode. Here he is. Uh, he's playing. He's playing Minecraft. He's doing all the stuff that you know you th- expect like Morty to do. But at the same time, he's going over to the. He's going over to the White House. He's now with Rick on missions. He's telling off the President of the United States that you know I'm actually your boss. Like you know we've got this. This takes like all you know two minutes. He's confident. He's out there. He's forceful. It. He t- he's taking charge. He re- He even when he runs away from Rick. He is doing so because he has to get a he has to get away from Rick to protect his family. He took the initiative. He mm-hmm. stood up to Rick when he came back. You know, it's just Morty has been so good this whole season, and it came to a really fine point at that at the end where he not where he was able to stand up to all these people that he would have been afraid of in seasons one and two. So for that, I got to give Morty MVP honors. Okay, that was, uh, look, that's what a well-reasoned answer can get you, because um, Morty is super weak in this episode, but you kind of sold me on this being a, a, right in line with Morty's arc this season, so I, I, did, I did like that reasoning. Um, Andy, uh, I don't know who you, okay. I don't know who you've left to choose, but who you got? There's Dylan, alright, I'm just gonna be straight here, because it goes Keith, David, Rick, Morty, and then literally no one else in the episode does anything that's even close to good. I think you've, I, How- look, I think you have a choice here. I think you have one other character who you could argue for. I, the only other character who has any substantial amount of lines is Beth, mm-hmm. but she's completely one-dimensional. And then Summer has almost no lines in the episode. And then that's just it. The rest of the okay, characters are so Okay, who you got? So, I, Take a minor character, I'm, then. I'm, what, I'm, what I'm saying is that all the other minor characters are so minor that they're essentially gags. And I've gotten in trouble with picking minor characters that are... And you said they're just gags. <laughs> so I'm kind of stuck here, Dylan. So Pick someone. Pick... I... You've literally set me up for failure here because I'm just I, rotating I, down I, the list. I didn't I didn't plan this. I, I know. I know you were. I, I'm not bl- I'm blaming the rotation, not you. I'm you just could saying have that- argued Jerry because he made Beth fall. Made no, 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 Beth no, no. Fall in love with him again. That would have been not. fine. You would have gotten at least four points if you would argue no. it well. Well, not with Dylan, because Jerry Jerry does not deserve any of MVP, even if he is. Look, a- Andy, here's like, Andy, I think Morty sucked this episode, and John just got five points because he he killed that answer. So you can pick, <laughs> and you can pick is, anyone. Like, no, well, that's the thing, Dylan. You can explain why Morty was good, and you can you gotta go pick into someone, that. or but else I, I'm gonna answer I, for I, you. I'll, I'll do it, Dylan. Dylan, I'll do okay. it for you. So here, here, I pick Beth. Beth was okay. She had a funny B plot. 
she was she had mm. progression at least reversion and it led to interest an interesting thing some interesting funny conversation with rick but if i say that it means the problem is that beth is actually completely one-dimensional and that's the truth for every other minor character that i could pick they're all completely one-dimensional and that does not make an mvp and so i have nothing don't okay. i'm set okay. up for failure i i just Andy doesn't. It. Andy's, okay. Andy's not good under pressure. That's what we've learned from, from this. No, this is not pressure, Dylan. I'm literally. Let me let me make the Beth what? argument for you. So, um, I think Beth for seventy percent of her arc was good. Like, I think it, she's. I think her freaking out about being a clone is good. I think that, um, like happy new happy Beth is, is very good. I think her line at the end of the episode, the season one line, although I hate the reset, I think that's a very funny line. Um. You can argue that she's happy again now, and that's a good thing. Also, or you could take the other side and say the MVP is Beth, because what we see here is clone Beth, and real Beth is off being awesome somewhere else. Um, you can make that argument. But the thing is, she actively makes the episode worse. Whether her character it's not, it's is not, okay. Yeah, it, okay, so I don't think it's like Beth's fault that the episode's worse. You can make an argument. I look, think it is. Look, here's who else you can it, argue. It's completely her fault. If she didn't freak out, this episode would have not gone to where it did, and we wouldn't have that stupid finale ending. Okay. It, she is completely the reason this episode is bad. Why are you bla- blaming Beth? Like, whoa, this is not. This is not it's never. It's not the character's she's fault. Fictional. Yeah, exactly. It, but no, but the thing <laughs> well, is, she's the thing is this this plot. I found it funny. I found the idea of her thinking she's a clone a funny idea, and it did make me laugh a couple times. But she didn't ever go into or. They never wrote her in a way that let her go into any depth into it. We never got any nuance. Yeah. Do, it okay, just, look, how about, how about this? How about this? Do you think that's a sign that this is clone Beth because we really don't get into depth with her in this episode? No, I think she's not a clone and this is just poor writing. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a fair take too. Um, I think that's, I think that's the fourth option here. Um, you can make arguments for, um, any of these minor characters. How about, uh, Med- Madame, uh, Gargantuan? Uh, she, I th- she was, she had literally three lines. It was a good it. line though. But they were all yeah, great. I, I think you, that doesn't make it look, you just gotta pick, I would have picked the, uh, Spike and Spike Kids twins. I, and then they died. Oh they God, died tragically. They had candy and then they started fighting each other yeah. and forgot about the candy. Yeah. Yeah. If I picked the Spy Kids twins, you would have, a hundred percent said that was a gag and give them okay. Points. You made it worse though because you're getting a minus five for not picking anyone for five minutes. <laughs> no, one no, minute, I, one minute, one minute for each minute of your deliberations. Um, Britt Brit gets a five. Saw, great, pick, Brit picked the best answer. Alex picked the next best answer. John picked, John picked the, I didn't agree with the answer, but he reasoned it very well. Fives all around. Andy minus five. Okay. There you go. So. By the way, just, just before we move on, like, do I, do I have time to talk a little bit about Morty? Um, yeah. So what do you think of John's answer yeah. as Morty, the MVP? Yeah, because like uh, it was a running joke that I chose Morty as my MVP for several of the ep- oh, was, episodes. Oh, was, was, was that a running joke? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. it was a running okay. joke, believe it or not. Uh, it, it was only funny to uh, me and maybe two other people. But I thought it was ooh. funny. I get okay. it. Yeah. I, I find it like looking back, I haven't chosen Morty since Rest and Reclassation, I think. And it's just interesting because, like, from an intellectual standpoint, I can understand where, where Morty's gone, right? Like, he. He has enough confidence to stand up to, to Rick. But like if from an entertainment standpoint, it feels almost weak in, in, in uh, like seeing Morty do this to like just go back to his like no- normal family life. And like, you know, no, I don't want anything really to do with you, Rick. I just want to stay with Jerry. Like even considering that Morty like has made jokes in the past about how it's Jerry who needs them, not him needing Jerry. So like but. 
it's just we like my relationship with Morty right now is just very weird because like I, I understand why he's in this position, but that makes him less interesting of a character to me. Honestly, mm-hmm. I I actually think it makes him more interesting because now you have instead of just Rick rolling over everybody to get his way and Morty being along for the ride, Morty is now a more active partner in that in that grouping now, and he's now he could cha- he now challenges Rick. He They're closer up- to being equals, right? Yeah, they'll, they'll <laughs> never. They will never be, they're never going to be equals. At the end of the day, he's still Morty, he's still Rick. But the fact you have that dynamic, it opens up so much more possibility and so much more interesting development through their relationship that you didn't, that you you didn't get in seasons one and two. And it's, it makes it so much more interesting to, to, it makes the, I think it makes the show a lot more interesting when it's actually Rick and Morty, not Rick and Morty. Uh, can we, can we, wait, can we go over those differences again? Yeah, I'm certainly open to the dynamic developing itself in the in the next season. But just like right now, like ha- Morty having the ability to refuse what Rick like what, if Rick wants to take him on an adventure and that that just opens the possibility for more plots where Rick and Morty are on separate planes. And that's just not a show that I'm interested in. I, I'd rather have them together. But now that Morty has developed the confidence to say no, that just gives the show more options to separate them, and that's not what I want. But that's not even the problem. He said no at a time that Morty wouldn't say no. Like, he he's constantly been the guy who's been against the stubborn asshole, even if it's, like, and he would 100% be the guy to say, hey, Rick, beat up the president because he's being a dick. Like, in every other season, he has been doing things like that. But for some reason, at the end of this episode, he just says, nope. I, didn't, I don't like this, Rick. I don't like you beating up this asshole. This one's the wrong one to beat up, and I'm just going to go live alone. And it's like, it just doesn't make any sense with his character this season. It just doesn't. Yeah, I also think it, I think it does a bit, though. I mean, it's, he's putting, uh, he, he's actually putting other people ahead. He's putting other people ahead of him. Like, he's protecting his family. He's seeing Rick as, you know, not this out, he's, he's seeing Rick now more as who he is. He does, you know, Rick is very self-absorbed. He realizes that I can't, Go. I can't keep going on like this and not knowing knowing what the consequences are. I know what he's like. I need to, you know, I need to make sure that other people are safe from him in case he goes nuts. And I have to actually take on the responsibility from what I've learned being with him. So I think it actually is a natural conclusion. Well, the thing is, I think all the things you're saying are true. I just don't think they apply to yeah, this situation. Yeah, let's, uh, yeah, it's just, con- this is not the situation. Yeah, let's conclude that. Yeah, I, I think uh, John's making a great. I didn't even think about it in the in the in this ter- these terms. The Morty at the end of the episode, his actions are like just completely in line with his arc this season. I think that's definitely what they're going for with uh with him just uh being fed up with rick and trying to protect his family and taking his own initiative i think this episode is very emblematic of them being somewhat equals now because uh everything the president says rick and morty like they're a unit they're the people that are like protecting america it's not like they're they're not singling out rick here it's rick and morty i think this episode does a great job of establishing that um but uh, I also agree with Andy because I just don't think it makes any sense the impetus for, like, why is this the last straw for what Morty's doing? Like, nothing in this episode in particular happens that's... Um, is it because he believes that he's going to kill his mom and Morty doesn't believe she's a clone? Right. I don't think Morty that's was ever... That's what I took it as, and he was just wanting to protect his right, family. Right, right. Like, that's the implication. It happens in, like, five seconds, and there's been worse things that have happened, and we don't get any time to explore what Morty is thinking 
or like how Rick is really reacting to that. Rick doesn't even do any like this. I I never sympathize with Rick and like it's almost like unfair like that they're assuming that Rick is gonna kill her or whatever. Rick doesn't even do anything. It's like his old actions catching up to him, which is fair. But um, just he does bring a very large gun. Yeah. Um, which, uh, we can, we'll get into soon, but, um, it's, it, yeah, it's just, I, I agree that this is a good conclusion for Morty's arc, him separating from Rick. I just don't understand why it is happening in this episode. The episode itself doesn't do anything to convince me that now is, is the time for this. And it feels very low. It feels like a very high stakes action given a very low stakes episode. It definitely feels tacked on for an episode that was, was already there in my opinion. Um, so uh, but I think John's argued very well for this being uh, like, I think we had a great Morty arc the rest of the season, him stand getting more and more fed up with Rick and getting, gaining more e- equality to Rick and, um, and uh, separating from him. So I, I think that we, the ending is where we're going anyway. We just had like less episodes to do it. So we kind of just did it here. Cause that's all we had. Um, unfortunate. That's my interpretation. Anyway, we'll get more into this as we go, because we have a long form discussion question. But before that lightning round here, um, Funniest gag of the episode, which uh, I think we've we've laid out the options for you guys, so I expect good things. What's the funniest gag of the episode? What concept did you find funniest, Alex? Definitely the shrinking presidents. Just like from the very beginning when they begin insulting how, oh, it's, uh, the 70s called. They want their shrinking back. And then just him going to this little little kingdom while na- having to be naked because his clothes don't shrink with him. And then he grow he like grows back, and so he has to wear that very humiliating shirt. Like and just uh, like the voice changes as well. Like while he's shrinking, uh, I think he says something like uh, "kiss my shrinking ass." Yeah. So <laughs> all that was funny. Okay. Was eat my shrinking ass, but still funny. Yeah. Okay. 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 Like I don't know if that correction's true, but I like the I like the correction. Um, so, uh, g- g- actually, good choice there, John. What's your gag of the episode? I think. My gag the episode was when the president and Rick were um, – is when Rick killed the bodyguard and, and, and he wa- he didn't want to leave until Morty got a selfie with the president. Mm-hmm. And then the president said, now, now you can't leave because you killed one of my guards. And Rick's like, well, I'm not leaving because I, I don't get a selfie. But you can't leave anyway. You're right. But you're not getting a selfie. You're right. So I'm not leaving. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, right. Hey, wait a minute. And it's like it's like it's him threatening to keep Rick there. But Rick actually wants to be there. It reminded me so much of – Bugs Bunny cartoons where they're getting into an argument and at like it's like yes no yes no and then Bugs will switch the answer around and get the other guy to say what he wants him to do it it's a really it's a bit of a it was a nostalgic laugh for me it just sort of shows that like you have Rick just basically screwing around with the president like he was doing this whole time it was it was so clever it was still really fast paced it was dark as hell but as because you know people are dying and he's like well, you can't force me to. Well, you're forced me to stay here, but I want to stay here anyway because you're not taking a selfie with Morty. And Morty's like in the background saying, "I'm fine," but it's like it got to be this just sort of half dick, half dick wagging competition and half just messing with the guy. And I thought that was just a great exchange. Okay, I, I like. I guess that's a gag. It's really more of a scene. Um, I do. I do like highlighting the scene. We'll get more into this later, but yeah, I, I think that is a good scene to highlight here. Andy, what's your gag of the episode? Uh, obviously the best gag was Beth falling in love with Jerry again. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Well, can, can something be best. both funny I and sad? Okay. Oh my god, I hate you. Yes, it's called Jerry. Jerry's funny and sad. Okay. Um, <laughs> Extremely funny and sad. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Actually, so, so if I my could real- give you points, I would give you points. <laughs> For for a real answer, for a real answer, I think the funniest bit, well, the funniest gag was uh, Rick being afraid of pirates because it implies that Rick, like, is actually adjusting a Wikipedia page of himself or that someone else knows he's afraid of pirates and adjusted it for him. And I just love this. Like, all the, like, I just love all the pirates coming out of the woods and, and Rick just, the visceral fear is like, morning, Rod, that was real. <laughs> and he just jumps away. That whole, that, that whole interaction was great. Okay, uh, very good there. Uh, more on the grading in a second. Britt, what is your gag of the episode? My gag of the episode was Minecraft. Yes. I'm going to build this wooden... I have wood now, so I can build a chest that I can <laughs> store my wooden for making more chests. Yeah, just making fun of Minecraft, yeah. yeah. Just basically yeah. making fun of Minecraft, and like they did it in VR, and they're like, South Park did this four years ago. Yeah, I was basically just making fun of Minecraft. uh, I was going to ask, like, I'm not really hip to the times. Like, is Minecraft still a thing? I feel like that died like two years ago. My sister plays it. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, not that I'm not that I'm aware of this, but the the children are. It's the most popular game for kids, I think. (laughs) Yeah, all the children that I have ever babysitted to play Minecraft. It's the most popular YouTube game and the most popular game with kids. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay okay but yeah it, it just it felt like a joke that i would have seen three years ago no, that's why like, i was like wait I, is that the still there's, thing? there's like i think like hundreds of youtubers that make like a good living just playing minecraft on youtube yeah, yeah it's crazy hundreds yeah of them. anyway oh yeah okay so i was i, I should do after that. the first two answers i was yeah i know right uh we're not getting anything for this podcast why don't we just play minecraft um but uh <laughs> i'm up for that yeah so i was after the first two answers i was like we just never learned what a gag was this season <laughs> we just we just haven't learned what a what a, like okay um i don't even what was alex's answer i don't even remember at this point the, the shrinking present okay. you said it was good it was a guy no it's like almost like i i feel like the gag is like the the bad te- the outdated technology of rick's version like that's a great gag in the episode that's definitely one of the top five gags of the episode and i feel like you just like highlighted the whole scene which is not really but it's the concept of him shrinking and then coming I, it's a, it's close yeah I, I was trying to focus more on the process of him shrinking, right. like i them don't think that's like him yeah. as he came up and then him yeah the, looking weird as he came yeah, that's back that's not a solid of a gag itself still a good answer i gave it a four um i would have preferred a more literal gag like i think the, t- the outdated technology is a great gag that would have been a great answer here um john I, I like i think that if you went in the direction of rick needing a selfie with the president and that's the whole impetus for the fight that's a great gag like that's a concept like a general concept like i think that would have been a five as I'll give it a two. Um, and Aww. Andy um, had the worst answer I've ever heard in the history of uh, the panel earlier with when he could not come up with an answer for like five minutes and people turned off their podcast because they couldn't handle it. And some they turned it back on, I guess, because they wanted to see him lose. But he he's triumphed and come up with one of the best answers in the history of the panel right after. Wow. What a comeback. Um, 15 points for both. For, <laughs> <laughs> I literally wrote that down. <laughs> Were you actually going to say wait, it? Wait, wait a minute. Wait, he doesn't deserve points for saying it and then saying my real No, no, no. It's is... a two-part thing. He made a, a great joke ah. to start, and then he gave the best gag of the episode. So, wait, no. Not, wait, what did, no, Brick gave Minecraft. What did Andy say? Um, the pirates. That's all, that's like a top five gag of the episode. Yeah, so he gave a real gag, which you guys have trouble doing, and had a really funny answer. I'm giving, I was going to give double points for any, the first person to say an actual gag, and Andy killed that. Okay. <laughs> Britt also, Britt said the actual number one gag of the episode. Solid eight points there. Um, 
bonus Thank points you. for actually like actually identified a gag. So okay, Andy has come back from the dead, I think, and catapulted into a tie for second place. Although Brit is leading, heading into question number five. Wow, fifteen points of his second place. <laughs> That's how shitty your first answer, your your last answer was. Okay, so um, here's our long form question, and um, this is this is a lot. You know, we're already. 45 minutes in. But uh, here's the question I've written down. Do you believe that we're actually doing this reset? Do you think we're actually going back to season one, but more streamlines, like Beth says? And what do you think of that of the decision to reset Beth's character and Beth and Jerry, if you think it's real? So do you think it's real what we're doing? And what do you think of that decision? If so, or even if not, uh, what do you think of its placement in the episode? Um, John, you're up first here. I hope. Uh, no, you, you can't go. You can't do go back to season one. Too much has happened, and that I felt was the weirdest and weakest part of the episode. As I mentioned earlier, you're trying to reset all this craziness, all the stuff that you that the writers put this family through. You know, Jerry and Beth get separated. Rick becomes a god. Uh, Morty gets Morty becomes a lot more self aware. You can't go back to season one, and you're never really going to. Look, the fact of the matter is it does create a whole new – what they've created is a new dynamic going into season four. They've created a situation where uh, you have Rick now – Rick's now firmly established in the family. So as Beth said, you know, there's no fear of him leaving. Uh, there's no fear of him running off because uh, – if Jerry stays because Jerry's there, Rick is going to be there anyway. He's now sort of just – he's now just part of the family. He's now just part of the family. Beth and Jerry are back together again. They've worked out their differences, I think. Uh, and even though things are going to be back to the nuclear family unit, there's still too much. Again, too much has still happened. You have the Council of Ricks is back. You've got, uh, you know, you have, a, you have Morty that stands up. You have, uh, we still don't know if this is a Beth clone. And, you know, it's like, I, I'm so confused as to why you would spend the first episode of a season wiping the slate clean then go through a whole season and then wipe it again wipe it clean again like what's the new starting point it just doesn't it doesn't make any sense and i don't think you can actually do that and i hope they don't okay do that. so you don't buy it why did they do it here though honestly it just, i think maybe in the minds of the writers like dan and justin and all the rest season three was sort of like the experimentation season it's the how far can we push this what ideas could we possibly do what how can we make how can we really push the boat out and then having this be sort of like the season in isolation that you put on the shelf you look at you marvel at and then you have seasons four five six however long they want to go be sort of you know Okay, now let's go back to season three. Let's take what let's take what worked, look what didn't work, and then sort of see if we can make that last two, three, four episodes. So maybe this was just sort of the trial season, the breakout season, the uh, let's go nuts season. Maybe that's why. Okay, reasonable as a reasonable explanation I've heard as any. So um, very solid answer there from John. Um, Andy, why don't you get on on this? Uh, get in on this. Is the reset real? And um, why why do it? I think I think the reset's real, but first I think it's important to separate what we're talking about from how poorly it's presented in the episode because it is presented very poorly. But if we just look at what they're actually saying and not the execution of it, I think this actually makes sense. Like if we this reset 
to streamline season one, what they mean by that, I think, is what you guys were actually talking about earlier. We're going to have a season where the A plots are going to be Rick and Morty going on an adventure together with a sci-fi trope, and the B plots are going to be just the rest of the family doing something else now, but in a B plot. And so I think that's just that's just what it is. It's, it's season one over again, but with better fleshed out characters for the rest of the B plots, but they're going to be a lot funnier now. And then we have Morty being a lot more assertive. So that's going to be a lot more interesting on the A plots. And that's just going to lead to a better season, I think a better viewing experience. And then the reset with Beth, I think I, that, that's the part I'm a little more unsure about, but that's just because I think it's very poor writing. But if, if we, if we imagine three more episodes here, build up to this, and then we get this stuff that happened. I could see this making sense. I could see Beth going back with Jerry as this really stupid decision she makes when she thinks she's a clone. And I, and and again, I'm not sure what she is because again, the writing is very poor. But I'm fairly certain she's real. But it's just it's it. I think this is where we're going. We're going back to a streamlined season one. Comedy shows have to make a decision. They either have to mix everything up completely which they tried this season a little bit. They tried mixing everything up a little bit with a little more dark and stuff like that. Or you can have a pendulum where you go back and forth between what you do each season, where you have a season where you're, you kind of go back to your quote unquote roots. And then you have a season where you're a little more experimental and then you go back to your roots and then experimental. And that's what some, and that's what comedy shows do. And Dan Harmon's done that with community community does that a couple of times where it's, there's a season of this just really pure, really funny stuff going on. Then there's these really weird episodes of just experimentation. And I think that's what we're going to have here. We're going to pendulum back to season one, and then we might have a more season two, three-ish type thing after that. Yeah, that that's a great point. Um, bringing in and a uh, community reference is always a great way to earn points on the panel. But um, community like several times bring it brings in like a new main character, uh, a character leaves or something. I think happened once, and then you just they try to reset things and start over from a different structure in the beginning of next season. Yeah, um, does feel very community ish if we're if we're do, if we're just trying to go back to season one next season. Um, so I can buy that. Britt, um, why don't you get on in this question? And Andy, Andy claims he's pretty sure that this is real Beth. Um, also answer why you think this would be clone Beth in addition to whether you think the reset, um, is real and why they did it. Clones are very much a sci-fi trope and they play with those a lot. Um, Beth having different feelings currently than like her memories of, um, Jerry, she just running back to being with Jerry. Is she looking for Jerry for support? It feels very like walking backward very, very quickly. Which I guess you could argue was something that a woman would do, but I just don't think that Beth would do having all this like self-reflection of who she is. Even if she decided to stay with her family, she's not going to decide to get back with Jerry. Like that's just not something we've seen, especially at the end of Pickle Rick when she's going just all of Pickle Rick. She did Best characterization doesn't go in that direction. Yes. She's a clone and she is going Blade Runner. As, <laughs> I don't know if you've all seen Blade Runner, but it's basically. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. The, the, the new movie's coming out. You don't need to spoil the, the, new, the new Blade Runner movie. But um, I'm not going to spoil the new Blade Runner movie. I'm basically going to say that they are fake people that are clones. Okay. Harvested. They're giving fake memories. And then they sort of draft, um, develop feelings about those memories. Beth is developing feelings. About those memories that were implanted in her, much like in that movie. Okay. And she's very intelligent, so she becomes self aware. We saw that. She freaks out. She goes to someone who, in her memories, was an emotional, developed person. 
in her life. And she sort of does things that she rationalizes that our Beth would not rationalize. And I think for a little bit, it's going to seem like we're having a season one reset and then real Beth's going to come back and everything's going to go completely off the rails again, because I think if they're going to push the envelope, they're going to keep pushing the envelope is my, I know he's done this before with community, but that doesn't mean he's going to do it again. This is a very different type of show than community. It's a lot darker than community and just, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I think, I think, yeah, you kind of just answered everything right there tying into clone Beth. So that was great. Um, so you saying it is clone Beth because this isn't how real Beth would act. And it makes sense that, um, a clone would react in a different way to their implanted memories. Okay. But that's the best explanation I've had. Cause I, my question is like clone Beth would just behave the exact same way if it's a separate instance of Beth, but you're tying it into an already existing sci-fi property and you're relating it. Okay. And then you're also saying that no, the reset isn't real. And the reason they did it is because they're going to subvert it next season when real Beth comes back. Um, mm-hmm. right. That all, and then she has to, and then there. My my personal thing is they're either going to have fake Beth choose to save with Jerry. The kids are going to have to decide whether they want real <laughs> Beth back as their mom, if they're okay with it or not. I don't think Morty is, but I think Summer will forgive Summer, her. Summer digs it. Yeah, Summer was into it. I think Summer would dig it. I'd be like, oh my god, mom! But I wish you had told me, kind of a deal. Whereas Morty's going to be like, no, you abandoned us, and be real pissed for ever okay so uh yeah great great answer i I do like the concept of both deaths existing at once next season so um i think brit's answer here's the best case scenario like the reset's a fake out and clone bet a real bet's coming back and it's clone bath and they just kind of ended it here because this is what happened so um reason to definitely reasonable take i'd love if that happened alex close us out here with your take on reset real and why i think the reset is real but like at least, I think a lot of this depends on how you interpret season one. Like, for, when when I began watching this show, like, I saw it as, oh, okay, sci-fi sitcom. That, that's fine. And it's got a lot of jokes. That's good. And, like, character development didn't really start becoming important till season two, like, where you start introducing a lot more elements. So, like, to, when I hear season one but more streamlined, I hear more focus on jokes, character development. We tried that. And it was fine, but a lot of work. So let's go back to season one. Focus on on the jokes, make it funny. And uh, but also in in season one, you had this nuclear family set up. So it seems like with the introduction of what what I believe to be Clone Beth, you're just uh, setting it up so it's back to the same construct uh, of Rick and Morty living under the Jerry uh, Jerry Beth house. Um, I I. I've expressed my disappointment with how they handled Beth this entire season, in, inclu- including the, this final development of just like seeing how Beth was developed, was like sort of developing into her own person af- after the divorce, but now it's kind of just back to the same old, same old. And if that's what they want to do, that's their prerogative, but it, it doesn't make for, for interesting, um, inter- interesting watching on that front, like seeing Beth and Jerry just. I guess clone Beth and Jerry can find love. That's that's perfectly fine. But like me knowing that real Beth is off somewhere, that, that's always going to be like, okay, when when is she coming back? But you also have evil Morty and Tammy just floating is around. There are infinite Beths and infinite universes. Does that mean that we're like? Yeah, is, is, can isn't, we pick our yeah isn't this clone Beth just as just, real? Like, yeah. Steal a Beth from a different universe? Yeah. Like, Maybe, but like, it's like it's like a save point in a video game, right? Like you. 
if I'm to, if you use the same save point but you play it twice, yeah, you can end up with different results, right? So I guess it's kind of like that, where you have real Beth doing one thing and clone Beth deciding family life is fine. So like all, all all in all, I'm just very lukewarm on it. Like season one was fine. There's nothing wrong with it, but it just it wasn't yeah, like it like care. Character and plot-wise, it's not. It wasn't interesting, but it had funny episodes. And if that's what Rick and Morty wants to be, I, I'm perfectly fine with it. But it, yeah, like all this lets me lets me know is that like this, season two and three was a lot of character development that they tried to do, and season four maybe wants to be more focused on what made what they started with. Yeah, I think that just goes into them not like how this season just took forever to write and they realize it's a lot harder to write a season if you're adding a lot of character progression and stuff like that and reasonable reactions from characters they might just be like we can write a season a lot quicker if we do it like season one and that could honestly be an impetus for what they're doing here yeah i really hope they don't do yeah. that because yeah. season one was my least favorite yeah we'll get into that in a second well but at the, at the same time though you have to think it's like you still kind of needed a season like this to build out the characters and experiment yeah. with relationships because and the good thing is is that you know, you're, that's why I didn't like the I don't like the idea of them resetting because it's like, you know, because you, you've taken away a lot of the, uh, you know, there's no longer the whole Rick Jerry tension with Beth, Beth caught in the middle. Uh, Morty's a lot of the characters have improved a lot. That means you can do a lot more with them. Like you can have a Rick and Summer adventure. You can have a Morty and Beth B plot and Morty can carry it now. Rick and Jerry even can, can works now. So. I mean, it, it, it was a needed, it was a needed invest, they had a, it was a great season, though, it's also a needed investment to, for the show's longevity. Yeah, and more on, and yeah, we'll get into the season's comparison in a second. Um, I think it's a, it's a good take by Alex that the main difference between season one and seasons two and three is that they just hadn't started any plot or arguably character development. Um, they introduce a lot of what ends up being plot elements in season one, but they're not plot elements until retroactively. Um, they introduce these concepts. They don't build on them until the later season. So if they say we're going back to see, it's like season one, I agree. The first thing you think of is a show that's just more focused on being fun, being funny and not sequential. So I think it's interesting if that's actually where we want to go. Um, and there are potential production reasons why, although I, I'm skeptical that writing the character arcs is like the part that takes them a while. I feel like um, it's it's like this episode's not funny or clever enough. Like that's my impression of why it take, why they they keep going back uh, over episodes several times. They just they they have such high standard for um, the humor levels. Um, but anyway, those are all great answers. Uh, just quickly, are we all like I'm just very genuinely infuriated that. Beth and Jerry are, are together at the end of the season. We didn't, our discussion here didn't like focus too much on that. Does that, does it, do, do, I, we, do we share this, this take? I think I, I touched on it. I think, I think I touched on it and my opinion's clear on that. <laughs> I call, I call, I, I was, I called it from the beginning that that was going to be happening. Yeah, but what, yeah, do you, what's your opinion on it though? Do you like it? I don't, I don't mind it terribly. I actually kind of think it works a little bit better to have Beth and Jerry under the same house, just because of yeah, the yeah. So like, it's like the it. show dynamic. Like that, that's clearly what they're going for. I just, I just think it's like there's zero build up to this in the season. Yeah, and l- like you mentioned on the recap, I think what's most infuriating is that Jerry has done nothing to like impulse this. This is the clone Beth just showing up and initiating yeah. the relationship again. Jerry has done nothing on his own. But once again, that's his entire character. Yeah, it kind of right? it kind Things of yeah, kind him. of fits with that. It just it really feels like we missed three episodes of them setting yeah. this back up. I don't know if that's what it was or if this is uh, like a fake out. 
Um, but either way, it was just infuriating for me to watch. Okay, so five points for everyone on that answer. All had unique different takes. Plus, Andy's going to get a two plus two points for the community reference. I'm trying to see if he can come back here. So um, let's let's go into the uh, last question. Rapid fire here. Uh, we're already way over. So what's your initial take? We haven't had that much time to process this um, on how season three compares to the first two seasons of the show. If you want to give me a season ranking, that's fine. But I'm really just looking looking here like season three. It's the best, the worst, middle. And is it close? Is it not close? Um, who went? I don't I don't know. Andy, you're up first. Yeah. Um, I If you asked me like 30 minutes after this, like this episode 10 ended, I would have said season three was in the middle. But having time to sit on this, having time to re, having time to rewatch episode 10 and see just how good this season was overall. We really only had three duds and they, and even then they weren't really, I still laughed at all three of the episodes. None of them were get Swifty or the pilot or anything. They were all enjoyable episodes of television. So I think this season is, I'd say easily the best season in easily the best season. season. Yes, easily. And that's because of consistency because there's the peaks and the peaks and um, troughs are a lot closer together than other seasons. And it really only loses me in the last five minutes of the season. And that if we're looking at the whole season as a unit, it really doesn't take away from my enjoyment of this, this 10 episode um, little romp we've had. I really enjoyed it a lot. Okay. Uh, Britt, uh, season three, better or worse than the first two seasons. It is my favorite of the three seasons. I really hope it is indicative of things to come. I like when there were two duds, the second um, vindicators episode was this episode's ending was bad but like the first half of it was quite funny if it had been somewhere else in the season i'd probably with a different ending i probably would have liked it a whole lot um overall this season has given me things that i really wanted which is beth and summer becoming like actual characters and having like a greater expanded universe um i really liked the return of evil morty i really liked all the ricks doing things on their own that standalone episode i really liked the Rick Mansling the Stone with the um Max, is that what you're saying? Yes, thank you. Um I finished my wine. With Mad Good Max, nice. which is my favorite of all sci-fi dystopian movies, because go girl power. I really wish April was here to back me up. And like it started out on a high note and made it ended on a low note, but like the things that we accomplished over the like season make this the best one. Season two was funny. Season one had the puppy episode, which is one of my favorites because puppies and, you know, but none of them are bad. Okay. None. Yeah. All, all good. But season three is her favorite. Um, uh, Alex, your take on this. Hmm. So I guess I'm the only one who didn't think season three was the best then. Uh, jo- John, John, yeah. John has yeah. not talked to him. Oh, John hasn't gone yet. Sorry. But uh, <laughs> yeah, just uh, season, season two, I think was just more consistently funny Season three had a, had higher peaks. Like Tales from the Citadel is, is still my favorite episode of the entire show, but uh, like uh, Vindicators three was a dud to me. Morty's Mind Blowers is felt mediocre. This episode is mediocre. The ABCs of Beth was okay, but just like it, a lot more clunkers that compared to season two, which I felt like. Only the purge episode was ba- was bad to me. Like every other episode, I I enjoyed fully. Even so get Swifty? Yeah, I I like get Swifty. I'm in the minority, <laughs> there, I know. I, I enjoy that episode, but uh, yeah, se- season two very closely season three, and then a bit of a drop to season one. That's how I have my ranking. And also, just to fit this in, 
earlier we in our midseason panel we talked about comparing this this season to the season of Bojack Horseman. At the time, I said Bojack Horseman was in the lead very slightly, but Rick and Morty could pull ahead. I don't think it pulled ahead. I I think season three of Bojack was firmly better now that I have that have the full season with me. Firmly better. Okay, I'll comment on that later. But uh, season two is best, says Alex. John, what get, what's your take here? Uh, three, no, three it was the top for me. I mean, every episode was... I mean, there were great episodes and there were good episodes. There was no real episode I didn't like. I mean, I mean, there's definitely going to be episodes when I look back, like Whirly Durly, Vindicators, maybe even The Finale, that I'll, I'll forget exist when I watch, rewatch the series in 10 years with my children. Uh, so it's, yeah, I'm calling yeah, it right this now. This is the show yeah. you're going to watch with your children? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, unless they're born already, that's in it's inappropriate years with your children, for them. You're yeah. in a... No, it's like, I, though, my kids, when they're age 6 they're going to watch Rick and Morty, they're going to read Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, and I'm going to show them how to use a Swiss Army knife. Um, got to teach them nihilism the one day. Yes, I, and, and they're going to be instilled in it early. Damn, yeah, that's like young. Um, okay. but, but no, but getting back to this, it's like the episodes were so good. I love when they do character development. They just they were able to really get into the philosophical nature of the show. They were able to stay dark without going totally nihilist. Everything did have consequence. I was good. It was great to, to see Rick's vulnerability throughout all this. It was great to see Morty uh, rise up. Yeah, you know, I mean, I definitely, I'm sort of with Andy where, uh, you know, I almost felt, felt out of love with the season because of the ending. It was a, the season finale was a clunker and I am disappointed because it really let down what was let down the season but looking back on it it's like it's like complaining that michelangelo's david has a crack in his heel it's still an amazing statue and this is still an amazing season okay um i think these are all reasonable takes yeah um it's interesting that three-fourths uh say that season three is the best um clearly if you go on certain places of the internet we'll be like season three sucked like, um <laughs> clearly but um they okay. also don't like the female writers, and they can. No, it's like yeah, I, fuck I, them. My tissue. It's like I I understand the controversy of season three because like a lot of people were sort of worried that the show was disappearing up its own ass. Which 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 it, which I, it wasn't, I think. Until um, I actually think the as as I said on the recap podcast, I feel like the stinger of this episode is the first time it's ever repeated itself. Anyway, um, oh my like, god, they, they got they got close to disappearing up its ass, but they stayed just enough away for it. Like they walked that line really well. Um, yeah, my take on this is that I think that seasons three and two are very close. Um, I put, I put out my complete Rick and Morty episode rankings on overlyanimated.com if you want to see every single episode of the show ranked. Um, I have three tiers. I have an elite tier, a great tier, and a good tier. Um, no, no, no bad, uh, no bad episodes of this show. I have three season three episodes in the good tier and uh, four season two. So I do think season three is slightly more consistent, although they're, they're similar. They're both great seasons. Um, my initial take is season three is better, but I do think the ending, I, I don't agree with Andy that you can just ignore the ending being bad. Like season two ends so interestingly and season three uh, just infuriate. It's, it's so infuriating. What I meant by that is that it just, you can ignore that when you're looking at consistency of a season. Right. Yeah. In you, terms you, of yeah. That. You can't let it bias you too much towards the more important factor of yeah. the overall but anyway this is a really consistently great um season of television my take is it's better than this bojack season i think by a pretty significant amount um but uh compare it to like a bojack season three and i think that it's a similar 
Um, in general, I have Rick and Morty is a better show, but we can get into that more at our end of the year awards show. But um, it's uh, so I, I, I'm on the season three is slightly better train, but we need some distance from it. You know, it's been a few days. Um, all of your takes were great. Five points all around, um, which, uh, you know, which means that uh, we have John and Alex bringing up the rear. Andy with a great comeback falls up short and Brit is our winner of our final panel here. Britt, uh, here's your FaceTime. Talk about whatever Rick and Morty for 30 seconds. Do you think there will be a Beth versus Clone Beth face-off? Like a Revenge of the Clones episode? They haven't made fun of Star Wars a whole, mm. whole lot yet, and I'm really hoping they get in there. Really hoping. Especially with the new Star Wars movies coming out, especially one in December, which I'm really excited about. And, um... What about the president? Oh my god, he's beautiful. <laughs> he's real buff. He's a real buff. Also, I like that there was basically one of his advisors was basically Steve Bannon. <laughs> like he's short and fat and has like the mole on he his neck. He was the goblin character, so he was really funny. I enjoyed like his staff was pretty great. Pretty great. Um Yeah. Okay. Brit Brit Do you think do you think that Rick and Mr. President will ever acknowledge their love for each other? No. But in your fanfic, in your fanfic, yes. See, I I, th- I think we can combine these two. Ten points whoever writes me a fanfic. We can Put combine these blog. two things of the Star Wars <laughs> reference and their love for each other. There's like the space balls thing where they're fighting each other with lightsabers that look like their penis or something. So you I'm, can have I'm you can have also oh, like have them Rick just like admitting the that they love each other, each other and just making out like it's a bad action movie. That would be my dream. That would be my dream. Also, season but four. But then it will turns in- out it's actually Clone Rick, and then Real Rick comes in and stabs him. Writing the fic right now. Season four will be out in time to parody episode yeah, nine. Exactly. <laughs> Basically. That's what <laughs> I really hope. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that, actually, that. that I need something to like concise to hold me over till the next two years till we get oh. another. Actually, actually, that that's a good that's a good question. What will come out first, the new season of Game of Thrones or the new season of Rick and Morty? Um, Game of Thrones. It's, Game of it's, it's going to be close. They're both going to take. They're both not until maybe not until 2019. So that's going to. Oh no! Well, oh, right. Oh. Like I think they're both favorite. Both are favorites time. not to air in 2018. I would say so. That's going to be fun. Unless the Rick and Rick and Morty production has a higher chance of getting it shit together. But uh, game of the game of, so, I don't know. I could have a bachelor's degree before they both air. No context for the that funny, reference, but okay. Yeah. The, the the funny thing is, is like when I looked back at the season two stinger, it's Mister Pooby Butthole saying. Well, the show will be back in like a year and yep. a half. He, he was, was right. He was, he was, was right. Back. It was yep, about exactly that. And this time they weren't. It was yeah, yeah. They yeah. weren't even willing to say a year and a half this time. They just said later, no. a lot later. So yeah, because like a, a problem I have is like with season three when you have to talk about it, you also have to consider the artificial time they gave themselves to finish it by. So that that's mm. always going to like mar the discussion of the season, know, like what yeah. it could have been. Don't judge it based on how long. Yeah, because you don't really under. We don't really. No, know no, what's I'm, going I'm, on I'm not. Ju- I'm not judging it, but I'm just saying like it's smarter of them to do make it open ended. Like give yourself the time that you okay. need to make yeah. to make it good. Don't 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 stunt yourself by giving a date like, that you need to finish yeah. it by. End it. End it strong. Like end it yeah. strong. This season, it's like we would we'd like a great season with a great ending. We don't want a fantastic season with you know a dud of a finale. Right, which is, mm. it's, it's, yeah, I think it's ironic that they took so long in the season and the ending felt very rushed. Um, I think that, I think, Dan, I think Dan Harmon's learned the lesson and that the, the moral of the story is that you need to just not get caught up on a few episodes because, um, 
you know, cl- clearly so- certain episodes were taking them a long time. I'm not sure which ones. Like, was it Tales from the Citadel that took Tale- them forever? That that I think that one took a long that time was, to animate. That was ninety. That was ninety five percent just a royal. I mean, that yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm kind of skeptical because it came together so well. I feel like the lesson Dan Harmon has said you learned is that it more time doesn't help. So like, it might even be the uh, middle middle of the season episodes. Um, like mm-hmm. I, I think that's possible. Like the Vindicators taking a long right, time. Ones like that. Although I, think, I, I don't think Vindicators yeah. is one of my bottom three. So I'm, I'm different than to it's a few like of you guys. They wanted, they wanted to be, they really wanted this season to be like the best season they could possibly ever write, and they might have. And it's like you could probably tell. It's like maybe they stayed a little bit too much in their head, yeah, and they definitely. had to you know, do a lot of rights, but. Yeah. Well, uh, anyway, we will find out in about two years when uh, when season four comes. Brit's really calling her stake in her. She used her FaceTime to call this clone Beth versus Beth stake. Um, we'll see if she's right. Um, never. Um, so if she if I'm right, can I get like 30 yeah, points? The, when, when, <laughs> yeah, we won't be bringing the panel back, but, but you can get the points on whatever iteration is uh, is done. Exactly. Um, you, yeah, so uh, that's it for our panel this year. We might have a panel during the off season. I don't know. We, we already did like a mid-season evaluation. I don't know if we have enough questions for a season evaluation pa- uh, panel, but we'll see. Um, we can have a we could do a whole season, but instead have like the audience give us points and see who wins. Um, that panel's going to take like yeah, a week. I don't week. know how that works. We'll, we'll, we'll workshop <laughs> like, the idea. Live, live panel. Wait, if, yeah. If, if this is the last season, who's the big like grand champion? Who won the most panels? Um, I think that uh, it is a tie between Britt and Alex and April and John. And not it. And <laughs> yeah, like everybody won ex- two. except we for Andy, won. right? I don't think Andy won too. I won one yep, pair. So Andy it. is the big loser. Is the it's more like who's not the big winner? <laughs> who's the big loser? And said you won one there, didn't you? Don't. Oh, and, and Michelle won one as well, and she only appeared on like two. two so I think Michelle wins because she's the highest conversion rate. Yeah, you won two, Brett. So. Um, th- is there a trophy shaped like a Jerry? We can Why get a Jerry trophy. <laughs> Uh, for no, the bro, loser. For Andy, yeah. Oh, oh okay. Wow. We'll Andy Jerry for the next two years until Rick and Morty season. Four, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm changing him in my Skype name. Your name is not yeah. going to be Jerry. Okay. Wow. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, that's <laughs> an appropriate point. Well, you're welcome. I have to yeah. add you to contacts yeah, first. Yeah, I don't know. Hold to be, oh, brutal. Uh, to, to, that was brutal. <laughs> okay, to be fair, um, uh, Andy was not on half of the panel, so his conversion rate is about the same as the rest of yours, I would say. Um, so yeah. there you go. Um, so there you go. That's that, Like I said, that's our panel. We will be continuing. Thank you. Okay, first of all, thank you so much, guys, for listening throughout our entire Season 3 coverage of Rick and Morty. These podcasts got a lot of hits for us. You guys uh, you, you guys were great. Um, we, we had a lot of fun doing two podcasts a week on the show. Um, if you enjoyed our content here, um, then first of all, stick with our Rick and Morty feed, overly animated Rick and Morty search for that because we will be I'm aiming for a Rick and Morty podcast next week of some sort. And then sporadically, maybe every other week or something for, for a little bit, we'll, we'll continue that. Um, we do cover a bunch of other shows, like at least 10 other shows here on Overly Animated, uh, overlyanimated.com. Uh, maybe if you liked us discussing this, you'll like us discussing another show. Um, so Voltron, uh, season four is coming out next week on Netflix. I think that is, is I think really? that is. Oh yeah, I know. God. We're right. We're right into the into new shows, but um, I think that that's a show you guys are most likely to like. Uh, Star vs. the Force of Evil. I, I plug these like every week, but Star vs. Force of Evil season three is continuing in November. Um, that's Rick and Morty for kids. Um, if you can 
if you can get into more kid-centric shows, like I think that's the one you guys are most likely to like, BoJack Horseman. It is very cute. I have watched a few episodes. Um, Yeah. Who's the Jerry of Star Wars the Forces of Evil? Is it Tom? Um, Probably, yeah. I think. (laughs) Marco kind of functions as the Jerry sometimes. No, no, no. Marco doesn't Sometimes. Um, uh, What was the the next show I was saying? Ludo. Ludo's Ludo's Jerry. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, I don't know what yeah. next show I was going to say. Oh, Bo- Bojack Horseman, uh, season th- four, just concluded. We covered every episode of that. You can find our coverage later. That's on Netflix. Vel- Voltron's on Netflix. Star is, um, you can search On Demand on Disney. Um, we also have Ruby and Miraculous Ladybug coverage coming up next. And Mysticons Miraculous continued. Uh, none of those are shows I'd immediately think you guys would like, Rick and Marty fans, but you could check them out anyway. Uh, Ruby's kind of an action, action-centric show. It's on Rooster Teeth. If you guys are Rooster Teeth fans, um, we do coverage of that, of the upcoming season. Um, it's coming out next, next week, weekend. next weekend as well. Yes. Very busy. Um, so, uh, all that. It's like, if you liked our Rick and Morty podcast, continue subscribing to either – you could subscribe to our main feed, just search Overly Animated, or subscribe to one of our other show-specific feeds or visiting on YouTube, just subscribe there so you can get all of our content. Um, we don't have specific feeds on YouTube, but, um, you know, yeah, I just – you know, it, it, we're, we're covering a bunch of these animated shows. You know, you like Rick and Morty, and it's animated, and it proves that animation is legitimate, so check out some other animated stuff. That's That would be my pitch to you guys, so – um overlyanimated.com for all that and yeah thank you guys very much thank you to our panelists here and april and michelle um uh you guys did great all season long uh michelle and delaney on the recaps uh great job and um i agree they do a very good job uh, kudos to me for surviving the two rick and morty podcasts a week so there we go um (laughs) we will and alex alex hosted one too yeah and there you go so um all 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 of us we we did it uh reward us by giving us an iTunes review. How about that? Um, overlyanimated.com slash iTunes for our main feed. You know, it's in our Rick and Morty specific feed. We actually do an iTunes review of the week. This is from Johnny Mac 24. Oh, um, Johnny Mac is a prominent big brother player. I don't think that's him who says a uh, great show, entertaining su- to su- supplement to my, to my shows. Um, was the title found this podcast group last week and I love it. It's great to listen to after I watch my favorite animated series on the way to work. It's a nice listen and a great conversation. All the thoughts I have about the episode spoilers, of course, great, but great podcast. That's not very Rick and Morty specific, but yes, thank you, Johnny Mac, um, <laughs> uh, very much. Uh, please uh, leave us some positive iTunes reviews. And when I say leave iTunes reviews, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to highlight the two and three star ones, guys. But uh, you know, you can leave your honest thoughts. That's fine. Um, but uh, that would help us grow. Very much appreciate it. Um, the other big way to 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 support us is via Patreon, patreon.com slash overly animated. That's like direct financial contributions. Um, you guys should totally support your favorite content creators through Patreon. Um, you know, just in general. Give us money, um, please. You can, thanks to our, all of our page, all of our patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Damien, aka Diamond Day. And thanks as always to our patron executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Alex, and Andy. Um, we're back with more Rick and Muddy coverage next week. We have a bunch of other stuff coming up at overly animated dot com uh including our miraculous ladybug season two preview that's being recorded tomorrow and it's going to be uh you, you guys should totally that's on netflix too easy marathon probably not the same demographic as the show but you know all on all this content we had neo neo yokio recap that's more our style um and uh all this stuff overlyanimated.com find out all of it thank you guys so much for listening thanks panelists yay we did it uh we'll be back for more rick and marty we later. did it we yes. did it best thing move hooray, hooray. <laughs>
All right. Dora the Explorer, another show Rick and Morty fans. No, we don't love. cover Dora. Sorry. Um, but just, uh, oh, we so Steven Dora Universe is on a hiatus as long as Rick and Morty. Yeah, we'll see what comes back. That, that, that's the question. What comes back first, Steven Universe or Rick and Morty? <laughs> okay, well, on that note, thank you guys very much for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Adios. Bye. Take care.